Greetings, everyone, and welcome to Wednesday with the Word. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. Well, Wednesday with the Word family, we have made it to the midway mark of another week. How about that? We should all be glad and be thankful in the Lord that he has seen us this far. But do not be alarmed. We still have some more road to travel. We still have this journey to go on and we still have this relationship to build with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. You know, we should all be thankful for the things that we don't have. I say that because if we had the things that we wanted, we would all be ruined there would be no faith in the world. There would be no reason for for the return of Christ. There would be no reason for Christ. And because of that, there would be no reason for us to be here. But we should all be thankful for the things that we don't have. Because the things that we want or the things that we envy over someone else having will ruin us. As I said before, it will take the very belief right out of us. And that is a problem because if you say, if you confess, if you uh, um, admit to being a believer, there comes problems, there comes struggles, there comes trials and tribulations. And that's why I love the word so much. I love the word so much because it is such an important part of my life. And I hope Wednesday with the word Wednesday with the word family, it is a part of your life. You know, accepting the invitation to become a disciple in Christ Jesus, the Messiah is the most important decision you'll ever make in your life. But it is also one that brings forth challenges, ones that that um, openly admitting in public that you are a believer in Christ just brings forth troubles of all kinds. And that's why I love the word. I love to study the word. I love to get in and go down so deep into the word that it becomes a part of me as I become a part of the word. And that is nothing less than the Holy Spirit coming in, having residence inside of me. And yes, I'm a sinner. Yes, I still sin. I am an admitting sinner. I am not a habitual sinner. I am an admitting sinner because I need a savior and I need his help every day for my sin. But over in the book of James, James is the half-brother of Jesus who led the Jerusalem church over in Acts 15, where he was briefly talked about. He's mainly, uh, mostly noted for for his his death. I'm sorry, it took me so long to get there. But he is the half-brother of Jesus. He is talked about throughout Scripture, throughout the the four synoptics. He is talked about... um, throughout scripture, but he is known for his book, the book that bear his name, James. And the first sentence of the first line of that, that book that bears his name entitled James, he says these words, count it all joy, 
my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Now, it wasn't that he was telling us that if trials or it wasn't that he was telling us that you might have trials. No, James said, count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. You know, those trials of various kinds doesn't always have to be uh, death. Some does, some do lead to death. Some of them can be bills. Some of them can be a broken down car. Some can be a flat tire that you least expected to happen and you don't have enough money to pay for it, but you got to get to work the next day. Some trials is getting the rent paid on time and you don't have enough money in your account. Sometimes you just have more month at the end of your money and you don't know what to do. Well, James is letting you know to count it all joy. The joy is knowing that your faith, you see, when you have trials, when you have tribulations, it builds your faith because you have a centered belief that you know that is rock solid, that nothing will shake that rock solid core of yours, that no matter what goes on in this world, everything in this world is temporary, but the only thing that is everlasting is the word of God. Jesus said that heaven and earth will pass away, but his word will remain forever. And if you have that, if you have that relationship, if you have accepted that invitation and you are starting to build that relationship through prayer, through reading the word, through a meeting with, with other likewise believers like yourself, who you can draw strength off of through their strength, that rock solid core of yours cannot be shaken when various trials comes your way. You know, Jesus sent people, sent men out two by two. It is better to go two by two than it is better to go alone because Jesus said that where there are two or more gathered in his name, there he will be also. He didn't say where there was one, there where he, he would be. He said where there was two or more gathered in his name, he would be there. You see, that steadfastness that produces faith is what you need when you're standing and you're facing the, the termination of your job. That steadfastness is what you need when you're standing in front of the school board and they're telling you that your child has to wear a mask and you know what's best for your child. And they're trying to tell you what they think is best for your child. Who had the child and who watches the child while you're at work? You see, push come to shove, what is going to happen is a lot of uh, moms and dads are going to take their child's children out of school. What are the teachers and the teacher's board going to do then? I digress. But my point is, the various trials that you face, that you go through, 
no matter what they are, whether it's facing a vaccine, whether it's um, being pressured uh, to to get one or things will be taken away from you. When you have that steadfastness, when you have that that faith that has been produced through the various trials that you've been tested and nothing, nothing will shake you because you have that rock solid relationship. In the form of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, who is our Messiah. Hebrews 11 and 6 reminds us that without faith, it is impossible to please him, him being God. It is impossible to please God for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him diligently. If you are in this relationship and you're new to this relationship in the building foundation with Christ, run after him. If you are seasoned in this relationship with Christ and and you're continuing to strive and develop and, and know him for yourself, chase after him. And if you are in, in a well-seasoned follower, disciple, Christian Continue to chase after him because no matter what, he's going to give you the strength that you need. That belief is not something to be taken lightly. That without and without faith, without faith, faith the size of a mustard seed. And I'm quite sure we all know what a mustard seed looks like, but faith the size of a mustard seed is all it takes. And without that, It is impossible to please him because you must first believe that he exists. Then you must draw near to him because you believe that he exists and he will draw near to you because you will then be seeking him diligently and he will fight no matter what it takes to get to you. He will move everything so that he has an opportunity to be with you. He loves us so much that he gave us his son that whosoever shall believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. Then you have to have the faith that you know you're certain about that Hebrews 11 faith. You have to have that faith that you know you're certain about. You know, you don't see it, but you believe it. You know that that someone will tell you it's not there. It's not coming. It don't exist. But, you know, different because you've seen the vision, you know, the power of the of the spirit that is inside of you. That faith is the assurance, the assurance that you know exactly what's coming your way. And it is the evidence or the it is the conviction. I'm sorry. It is the conviction of that what you don't see because you know you believe it and it will come to pass that is that hebrew 11:1 faith that there alone will 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 set you apart from from the rest of the world because the rest of the world doesn't doesn't believe like you do the rest of the world does not think like you do but you know and you are assured you are so certain in what you believe to come to pass, that it will become, that it will be, that it will come to pass. And you don't have to have evidence of it come because you believe it. You are convicted by it. 
and it will come to pass. And when you do become a Christian, I'm talking not about the Christians of the United States. I'm not talking about being that type of Christian because that type of Christian here in the United States, they're not Christians. No, they are name it and claim it. Uh, please and seize. Uh, please give me your money and then seize your wallet. Uh, they are. I need a helicopter. I need a plane. They are. I need a certain amount of money or the Lord is going to take me. I'm telling my age when, when, when that was going on, uh, I need money. You see, it does not take any amount of money because the Lord provides, he provided in Adam in the garden and he will provide for you now, but mankind Given enough time, man will mess up anything. Man has put it into the heads of others that money is what we need to keep this world going. No, what we need is a revival. What we need is hearts that are made that that have turned to stone to be made back into hearts of flesh. That's what we need. We don't need money for that. What we need, we need a great calling. On the name of the Lord, where the the hardest of hearts, the stone made hearts will be broken by the spirit of God, that their hearts might turn back into flesh. That's what we need. We need our we need to take what is going on with our brothers and sisters, the Christians, the true uh, uh, Christians, the ones who call on the name of the Lord. Now, don't get me wrong in this country. Those who call on the name of the Lord, we are, we too are being persecuted. We are, we're, we, we are coming into that persecution time. We have been in that persecution time and we will remain in that persecution time until the Lord comes. I'm talking about the fake Christians. I'm talking about the fake Christians, those who, who put their money above their belief, those who put their money on the level of their God. Because their money is their God. That's what I'm talking about. Those are the fake Christians that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the Acts 11, 26 Christians. Those who, who call on the name of the Lord. Those who, who gather together. Those who read their word. Those who sacrifice to, 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 uh, uh, be with God to those who make time to spend with, with God in his word. I'm talking about those Christians who are bold in their faith, who are not ashamed of the word of the Lord, who are not ashamed to tell their testimony to those who, 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 who are not willing to listen, but are still bold enough in their faith to tell someone what the Lord has done for them. Those are the Christians I'm talking to. Those are the acts 1126 Christians I'm talking to. You see, we are the true disciples. We are the Christians. And it is time for us to come together to stand on the word of God so that that revival can take place. It needs to happen. Our brothers and sisters over in Afghanistan, over in Iraq, over in uh, Africa, every part of the world. There are people who call on the name of the Lord for their salvation. They are our brothers and sisters Wednesday with the word family. And we need to 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 send up our prayers for them. We can't cannot talk to them 
personally uh, or, you know, uh, uh, video. We, we, but what we can do, we can pray. That is our communication for our brothers and sisters who are over in those those uh, third world countries, as we call them. And and they're dealing with the things that they're dealing with. Uh, I've learned that that there have been people who have been executed for having an underground church in Afghanistan. We have to pray for those brothers and sisters in Christ because the Christ movement, it is getting stronger. It is getting stronger every single day. And we have to continue to fight, to fight for him who fought for us by taking it to the cross and who laid his life on the line so that those who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. Let me finish up by telling you, in order to have true sight in Christ, we must be blind. Over in uh, John chapter nine, Jesus healed the blind man and his disciples wanted to know how did he become blind? Was it one of his parents that sinned? And Jesus explained to him, no, he was blind from birth so that you can witness the power of God through him. Because Jesus, having all power, was able to do all things that he saw his father do. You see, if you break down the what 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 people consider the Old Testament and the New Testament, I consider it one book. It is one book. It is not Bible times that was then and this is now because Bible times have never stopped. Remember, Solomon said there is nothing new under the sun. So what Bible times they lived then we are living now. So we are living in the period of what the son saw the father do. In times past. So Jesus heals the man and the Pharisees are now having a wind of what's going on. And so Jesus explains to them in John nine and thirty nine that the judgment is the reason why Jesus came into the world, the judgment. And when he comes again, it will be for judgment, but it is for those who see because those who see their, their guilt or their sin will remain on them. But those who become blind in the world, Christ will give true vision to that. You can see him and only him. It is only by the trials and the tribulations that you go through having the belief in him that he will give you the sight you need so that you can see him no matter what. But there are those who are in this world who only see the things of the world and they are blind because their sin remains. But you Wednesday with the word family, I know you. I know you have put your faith and your trust in the Messiah, the son of God. I know you put your faith and trust in him. And I know that you have sight beyond what you can see because I know the spirit of the Lord has revealed that to you and he will continue to reveal those things to you. So long as you remain faithful to him, he will re remain faithful to you. Why? Because without faith, it is impossible to please him for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him diligently. 
Is that you? Wednesday with the Word family, I want to thank you once again for allowing me to come and just share the good news of the gospel with you. This word is is not always intended to be a motivational speaking word, but it is a motivational spirit word that must get down in your spirit to ignite the relationship that you desire to have with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. It is that spiritual word of motivation that is meant to refresh fuel you, recharge you, and get you going for the rest of the week. I hope that this message has done its purpose. I hope that you have received this word um, with great faith, with great understanding, and with great joy, because count it all joy, brothers and sisters, when you fall into various trials, knowing that those trials will make you steadfast in your faith. And it is by your faith that the Lord knows you as sheep and not goats. I want to end with this. To build that relationship, this is what you must do. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Romans 10 and nine. Wednesday with the Word family, I want to thank you once again for the opportunity to just come and share once again this word, this motivational spirit word with you. I pray that it will find you, as I've said before, um, well. I hope that your spirit is high. I pray that the Lord will continue to bless you and continue to keep you. Until we do this again on next Wednesday, if the Lord is willing, Wednesday with the word will continue. We will be here on Saturday with the traveling pulpit, should the Lord allow. If not, we will be together in glory. But if we are here, you're going to hear the traveling pulpit. I am Vernon Sheridan. This is Wednesday with the word saying, I love you. I mean it. Tell somebody about the goodness of the Lord and know that when you go through problems and, and trials and tribulations, count it all joy. Bye for now.